Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Dirt and Sprig. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the world champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, left, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wheaton's going to score! Kenny Wheaton is going to score! 20! And Brendan Sprague. Smith and to Simonton. Simonton around the corner. Is he going to score? Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! The crowd is on the field. Look out, everybody. The Beavers have won. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Lillard, long-range three. Oh, that's good! That's the pressure! Number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan. You can reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. I have to uh, step away from the microphone for here just a quick second. I uh, We have these, if you're on YouTube, you can see these. We have all these papers on our desk we're supposed to read off of. And we got like 80 hosts who just have different philosophies of what to do. Some just like throwing them all over. Some like to stack them and then hide them under crap. Some like to put them on the opposite side of the desk. I don't know what happens in here, but I come in every morning and it's it's just something different. And then when I need to read them, I haven't organized it, so I'm an idiot. So let me grab this sheet. There we go. You look great on the YouTube stream. Do I? Thank you. <laughs> Woke up early, did some cleaning, put some lotion on my face. I feel good. Uh, we want to remind you that if you're interested in playing indoor golf, you can at 1080thefan.com because we're starting, Schultze, our winter golf classic at Heck X-Golf yeah. Tualatin and Vancouver. It's on Tuesday, February 27th. Uh, it's a threesome, not a foursome, a threesome. Four is too many. Three is the just right number. Ask anybody out there that have a pineapple or one uh, garden gnome. They'll tell you three is perfect. You can choose from either the noon round or the 4 p.m. round at either location. Danny and Dusty will be at X-Golf uh, Vancouver. Isaac and Suk will be at X-Golf Tualatin. The winning threesome will be invited for a foursome at our summer fan golf classic. And the last place team will get free lessons as, uh, uh, at X-Golf. Damian Lillard made his return, Schultze. He is back. And he is a Milwaukee Buck. And uh, interesting, he, he talked yesterday. We got some clips here to get to because it was emotional. Uh, I don't know how this is going to sound. It didn't sound good on my laptop. I'm hoping it sounds a little better, more audible-wise uh, here on the radio. Mark Mason, the longtime voice 
uh, in arena voice of the Portland Trailblazers. Just one of the best to do it. Uh, he recorded himself doing Dame's intro. We'll see how this sounds right now. This was Mark Mason uh, saying hello to Damian Lillard in the starting lineup as a Milwaukee Buck. So he gave him he gave him the traditional starting lineup, which I think you have to, right? That gave me goosebumps, man. It just did. Now it's Mace is good at that, man. He's <sighs> great at that. When we Mark Mason is a gem, and he's one of those guys that we just got to replace, like with AI. Like there's there's few people in this business, especially like stadium voices, like Don Essig for the Ducks. You know, like it never rains in Austin Stadium. Mark Mason is one of those guys. We don't need a replacement when they pass on. Just please give us your voice for AI. We'll we'll pay your family. And estate royalties for for the rest of time because that voice is synonymous with Blazers basketball. Dame talked. Uh, they set up a media uh, press conference for him before the game because obviously this is a bigger deal than just any player coming back to his former team. And so he got to sit down in the media, got to the local media, got to talk to him and ask him a bunch of questions. Uh, let's start his relationship with Rip City. This is what Damian Lillard had to say. My my relationship to the city and. The fans here, the organization, I think is just, it's never ending. You know, I don't look at it as closure or anything like that. Um, I just, I just know that it's something that, you know, is, it doesn't happen often, you know, to come into a city as a draft pick, uh, to be able to, to have so many accomplishments, to have a good relationship with the fans, a good relationship with the organization, uh, to experience a lot of success. You know, a lot of the things that I, I experienced here, I know that it's, is going to always be a part of me, you know. It's going to be it's going to be a huge part of um, my legacy and what I've been able to accomplish as a man, as an athlete. Um, so that's not something that I'm that I'm ever going to say. Oh, I'm gonna have closure on it. You know, it'll always be a part of me because everything that I've I've said, you know, how I felt about uh, my time, I'm in it. So it's not, you know, it's no reason to say, oh, this is closure and putting it behind me or anything like that. You know, it's. It's a huge part of my journey, and it's a, an important part of my journey. So I, you know, I always appreciate that, and I always, you know, hold that close to me. And I don't think um, anything other than that is necessary. I was wondering with Swag yesterday, Schultze. I was like, you know, going to your traditional locker room, the walk, the photos, where your locker is. Like you just become accustomed to it. I was wondering if he was gonna like what it was gonna be like for him to go to the visitor locker room. If you haven't been in either. Massive difference. I mean, if you've stood in the visiting locker room at the Moda Center, uh, when those guys are in there getting dressed and getting ready, even as like a normal sized person, you just feel cramped. It's it. There's not a lot of elbow room. I don't know if they've updated the visitor locker room. No, they have not. So so it still looks worse than my high school football locker room. Uh, well, you okay? It's pretty tiny. Yeah, it yeah size wise for sure. It's my locker room in high school was bigger than the visitor I mean, locker room. I was watching like six foot like six James Harden and like seven foot whatever Yao Ming on benches that looked like they belonged at a high school like back in yesteryear from what I remember anyway I was at D Wade's last game uh in Portland I went I like to go to the last games of guys I went to Kobe's uh, RIP and Dwayne was sitting down when we were all the horde was around him and (laughs) I'll never forget Udonis Haslam telling somebody to back up because they almost hit his D (laughs) Because the, the, I'm telling hey, you, the lockers no are like... watching going on in here. But no, but he was like, hey man, back up. Almost hit my... 
and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, we got some foreplay going on. Hey, appreciate, uh, uh, appreciate the warning. But here was Dame, uh, before the game started, just explaining, you know, I, I, I'm not familiar with being a visitor in this, in this arena. It was weird. Um, you know, I walked in, and as I was coming in, I was... Um, You know, having the cameras out. What is that? Is that us? Is that is it playing? Okay, so, uh, oh. what is happening? That is system freezing on me. I don't know. It looks like it's playing. Be and, going. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is good timing. Great timing. <laughs> what do we need audio for? In arena. It's just a radio show. It's not just an audio medium. You know, we're on YouTube. You know, it wasn't too crazy. Okay. Is this okay? Do you think this is going to happen with the next clip? Let's try it. Uh, here is Damian Lillard. Uh, he was, uh, he said this. I, I think this is cool to hear for us. If you were to put yourself in a Milwaukee Buck fan spot, yeah. yeah, just like, brother, we get it. You love Portland. You live in Portland. You wouldn't have chose Milwaukee. Can we not talk about what you'd like to do in your playing career while you're still actively playing as a Milwaukee Buck? Here's what Dame had to say. I think because of um, how I feel about Portland, how I feel about the, the organization here, my time that I spent here, um, in my mind, I've always felt like that's, that's how my career would end. Um, and right now, I, I'm just in a space of like, this is where I am now. You know, I'm in Milwaukee. Um, I wanted an opportunity to, to contend, and our team has an opportunity to contend for this year and years to come. And I'm just living in that, you know, but I, I definitely, um, like I said, when I was traded, I see a day where, you know, I'll be in a trailblazer uniform again, you know, before I'm done. But um, like I said, I'm just, I'm in this time. And um, to accomplish what we want to accomplish, you got to be fully invested in that. And, um, you know, I can't let, I can't let this time, you know, just kind of slip away worrying about, you know, looking too far into the future. So he said this before, he said it again yesterday, sees a time in his life when he's playing that he's going to be donning the trailblazer uniform again as a player. Uh, I'm trying to think of like old players on teams because he's certainly not coming back as a starter. No, I mean, Dwayne Wade. I don't even know if he's your backup point guard. Like when, when I'm thinking about him back in Portland, I'm thinking of like third string, doesn't play 50 games, but he plays, and he's there, but he's kind of a mentor. Like, what did KG do when he spent the last couple of years with the T-Wolves? Kind of kind of similar, right? I, it, Dwayne Wade went too early after his year in Chicago, or half a year in Chicago, back to Miami. So he was still a starter, I believe. Yeah. Had some time left in his career. But, like, a KG-T-Wolves comparison I think is pretty accurate. Uh, I want to dive into the game. Schulte, you thought, uh, I did hear and see this, that uh, he was asked if he had talked to Joe Cronin post the trade, and this is the response. Dane, have you and Joe talked since all that stuff went down in the summer? Like, <laughs> since the trade, since? Anymore. No, <laughs> no, that's a four second cut. I didn't know three of the four was going to be Sean Hyken asking the question because yes, Dame's sir. no was about a second long. That's that's kind of what I was trying to point out in the last hour saying, you know, that that was a pretty forceful. N not only was it a quick answer, but you notice about the city, you know, about former players that CJ, he really he really goes into the love relationship that he has with everybody. But Joe Cronin, it's just like a quick straight up. Yeah. I, I think you know why. And I do sure. think it's beyond what happened. And frankly, I think most of that lies into the fact and I predicted this. Go check the freaking audio back last summer. I said, you know what? There's still hope that Dame remains a blazer because 
This could all fall apart. We don't know if the market's going to work out the way that the Blazers or that Dame and his agent want it to. Kobe, he asked for a trade back in the day and ended up becoming a Laker again, going back to L.A. and saying, you know what, never mind, I rescind that trade. Oh, and that's and, what you mean. And I pointed out at the time, you know what, maybe this could happen in Portland, but my faith is pretty thin because the Lakers are a much better run organization than the Portland Trailblazers are. And I know that's a shot, and I know people don't like hearing that, but guess what freaking happened? Dame came back to Joe and said, guess what, it doesn't look like this is going to be I just want to be a blazer again I'm open to coming back and let's just do this and him and Jody said no so so yeah I think that no encompasses all of that frustration in that final as he said he hasn't talked to him since that final interaction with him before he left the franchise uh let's talk about the game blazers get the win in are in fuego blazers in Blazers in Fuego, yes or no, at Dirt and Sprague is the poll question I'll post right there. I want to react to something you just said there. We'll talk about the game. Ant gets the go-ahead bucket. Blazers get the dub. Dirt and Sprague, we talk about it next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Thursday morning. The only thing I'd say to you, Schultz, on on what you're talking about, I think when they got to the point where Dame was kicking around the idea of coming back, like I think it it was it had gone too far. Uh, the Kobe Laker examples, uh, it's an okay one to use, but it didn't get as quite as deep as the Dame Blazer saga had got. And so when Miami seemed like they were not going to be a possibility. I think he looked at the landscape and said, well, I, where else would I want to go? Nowhere. And I think at that point they had Scoot, like we had Ant. It it just, roster-wise, it didn't make sense. They'd put themselves in that position, sure. But I think he said no because, like, it just, just doesn't make sense. It's not fair to anybody. And so I know not everybody liked that, and, and you hold it against them. But 
personally, I kind of felt like at that point it was it, it had gone too far to be able to say, yeah, just why don't you just rescind the trade request, all the noise, all the hoopla, and just fit right in with our five-guard lineup. Why don't you just go and do that? I mean, he contract was signed. He had planned on playing with I the know, Blazers I for know. the next four years, making a bung load of money. Yeah. So so I, I, I hear what you're saying, but... Ultimately, this is, once again, one of the top 100 players of all time that we're talking about. These top the, 75, actually. Thank you. Top yeah. 75. These are the guys you make exceptions for. These are not mm. the normal players that's just like, oh, you move on. And maybe I'm a little biased because I heard my dad bitching a lot about the Clyde Drexler thing and the way that that was handled by the Blazers. And, you know, he did. He said a couple of different times, even despite not liking Portland, he wanted to try to finish his career here. You know, he, he was in on the Blazers and ending it here if they were going to handle him right, but it was obvious they were just doing a rebuild, firing a rattle, and moving on to Carlissimo. I mean, same kind of deal. You, you look, and then and then essentially in the early 2000s, same kind of deal, blowing things up, drafting Sebastian Telfair. I mean, time after time after time, the Blazers have done this, moved on from a star, in my opinion, too quickly, or moved on from a team too quickly so uh, that could have gotten all the way so so I just feel like this was the wrong move especially because this is probably the best player you're ever going to have in your franchise ever well the Blazers are in fuego right now they actually got the win in Dame's return uh, quite emotional a great basketball game really a lot of it was fun yeah it, it was back and forth in nature and Nobody really blowing the other one out and like, oh, man, Milwaukee's got the lead now. Oh, here comes Portland. Portland's got the lead now. Here comes Milwaukee. It goes all the way down to the wire, and Ant Simons hits the go-ahead bucket. It's a, um, it's an ugly-looking shot, that Euro step jumping off the wrong foot shot floater that he has, but he's done it twice to win games, so it works. Who cares if it's ugly? It It looks weird, but it works. It's... What he practices. Uh, Dame didn't have his greatest game. Many are saying, you know, not having his greatest season. Milwaukee fan that's, you know, over-anxious and living and dying by every moment of an 82-game season is freaking out right now. Doc Rivers isn't inspiring a whole lot of confidence. It kind of looked the same as when Adrian Griffin was coaching the team. I don't know what that was at the end of the game. Why is Damian Lillard inbounding the ball when you're down three with Five seconds left. That was odd to me. Uh, but Portland gets the win. They're not like on this real long winning streak by any stretch, uh, stretch Schultze. But playing better basketball. Um, they beat the Sixers, a very shorthanded Sixers team. Milwaukee's a great win for them. They built, they blown that Milwaukee game at Milwaukee. Uh, but you lost Chicago, San Antonio. So, you know, you're, you're three and your last, you're three and four in your last seven. But as Gundy noted, it's it is looking a little better. DeAndre Ayton has certainly put together a nice little five game stretch here. Uh, the Ant stuff's interesting. I know he had to go ahead. He had twenty four. He's just kind of been up and down. His January was not a good January, and I know he did get sick in January. So give him that at least, and we'll see what February is going to bring. Uh, but he at least ends on a high of the team winning. It doesn't feel like we're going to trade Malcolm or Jeremy Grant. Scoot had 15 uh, points, like, really quick in his first stint in that game last night. Not so much in the second half. A nice overall win. Our Blazers, Schultze, in fuego? 
In Fuego? I would say that they, Three and four in Fuego? They are definitely in danger of hitting the over on their uh, win total for the season. Which oh, I you believe, think that's in play? I, be, I mean, what, 27, 15 and 33? Yeah. They, they, the over-under is 28, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, 28, 27 and a half-ish. So, so they've got nothing else to play for other than night to night, you know, trying to be the best team that they can and, and basically go out and just play the hell out of that one game and then go on to the next. I mean, what else are you doing as a professional player? You're cashing that check. You know that you're not making the playoffs. So you're showing up giving, I guess, last night was their Super Bowl, right? Right. For the Portland Trailblazers. Absolutely. This was their playoff game for this year. Yes, it was. So this is probably the most effort that you're going to see from them all year. But you would think going into the end of the season, of course, being a spoiler starts to kind of creep in these guys' heads. There's reasons that they'll get up. So, yeah, I do think that that 28-win total is in danger of hitting the over for everybody that thought the Blazers were just going to be absolute ass all season. Can we uh, can we talk about very quickly, because I want to go to something that's looming for Portland, and I, I think it was brought up on yesterday's show. Can we talk about Brooke Lopez real quick and the fact that he hates Damian Lillard? Yeah, that is anybody was... else picking? Are you a league pass guy, Schultz? Are you big NBA guy? Is it like your number? Not number one, but are are you watching a lot of NBA? Are you a league pass guy? It's okay if you're not. I, I watch the big games. Like, you watch so, the so TNTs, not, the ESPNs. Yeah, okay, yeah. So this has kind of been looming in the background of the Bucks season for those non-league pass subscribers. Brooks got interesting body language with Dame. It seems like they would get along. Like, Dame's a pretty consummate pro, and Rolo played here, and he's on that team too. So you think like, hey, brother, I played with this man. You should trust him. Brooke doesn't indicate body language-wise like a guy that wants Dame to have Dame time. I can't think of a bigger example than the end of that game. Dame dribbles, the double's thrown, he kicks it to Brooke. Brooke up fakes. Gets Tumani to jump past him, and then that leads Malcolm to start leaking over to help because Tumani's behind Brooke. Dame has space, and you need a three, and Brooke shoots the shot. Like, why would, how unaware of your situation do you have to be to be in Portland for Dame's return, have Damian Lillard open for a three, and be like, no. It's Brooke time. I love the picture on Twitter of Dame. Just he, he's waiting he's for the literally ball. Literally, like, yo, I had <laughs> Malcolm would have put a hand up, but he wasn't getting there. Dame no. would have had a clean look for Dame. Absolutely. And Brooke was just like, nope. It's me. Does he hate Damian Lillard, or is it more because I noticed this when Adrian Griffin was their head coach? Brooke Lopez just looked out of place. He looked uncomfortable. I mean, it was like always defensively. I, I, there, there was some kind of feeling from Brook Lopez where he was out of sorts because you could see him complaining to either players on the court or to Adrian Griffin about the spacing, about where he oh, was he telling was, him to he go. He hated Adrian Griffin. It, it, yeah. So, so I feel like that that whole vibe this year for the Bucks has just kind of been there. Yeah. I, I'm not sure he hates Dame. I think he just oh. doesn't know where to be in this offense. But maybe I'm missing yeah. some of this league pass stuff that oh, you're talking no, about. No, it's not just league pass. It, 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 the offense is weird. It's clunky. It, they should a team with Damon Giannis on it should not be losing to a team with 
The Blazers. Well, Brooke Lopez doesn't know how to run the pick and roll either. That, that I mean, Dame trying to get used to, maybe that's why Brooke doesn't like Dame, because trying to get used to running the pick and roll with Damian Lillard. Oh, I'll tell you why Brooke doesn't like Dame. Hell for Brooke. I'll tell you why he doesn't like Dame. One, the Sacramento game, he hit the game winner. Brooke Lopez was like the only guy to not celebrate that with Dame. Everybody else jumped at him. Oh, okay. This is why Brooke Lopez hates Damian Lillard. Do you know how many times in a game Brooke Lopez is probably like, oh, no, I got to help on his guy again. I got to save his ass. Oh, no, I'm a big guy. I can't guard two people. <laughs> Dame, get over here. I don't know why I'm making that his voice. I'm trying to go as low as I can because he kind of has that low 7-1 voice. I think him and Rolo kind of sound very similar to what Rolo, nice little moment with the broom getting that ball. But I think I really think Brooke Lopez doesn't like him. And the fact that he passed him up on that three with his return in Portland, knowing we were all waiting for our hearts to be broken by this man, I think that shows it. And I think it's because of defense. Dame's not good on defense, not even a little bit. And I think Brooks has been like, oh, I'm helping so much. I can't keep helping. And he's like, screw this guy. I don't know what voice, what am I doing with that voice? I it's, I don't. I, it doesn't sound anything like him. It's a tough. I, I don't know. They're, they're they're way taller than you or I. But I kind of like talking like this. Like imagine an NBA player. Hey, you're not playing good defense. You need to help me out. I just don't think you've got the. There's no way that you can replicate that. You don't. You don't have the pipes, bro. They're just not big enough. I can go deep. <laughs> I can go real deep. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Our IT engineer Joey in here says uh, that was a shot at you, but uh, I stand by my words. Wow. Wow. Stand by it. You know, get out of here, Joey and IT. Why don't you go back to your IT cubicle? Uh, we have a little more on this, something that many people haven't thought about that I want to bring your attention to. Uh, I'll get into some football stuff as well. Ken Barkley at 8. Seahawks have a new coach. Dirt and Sprague back with more on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Highway east of Omaha. You can listen to the engine moaning out as one. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, welcome back in Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, no dirt, just Sprague. Schultz in for Swigard today and tomorrow. Swig's out the rest of the week. Uh, the big super game is next week, Schultz. You can't say the real name of the game. It's the big game. It's, it's the, the big, big game. Yeah. They remember when the, the NFL, super matchup. The NFL tried to also copyright the phrase "the big game." To Did stop. they really? They really did. This yeah. is 
maybe close to a decade ago, but yeah, they were. They, I'm just like, so what phrase are we going to use? Do you not want anybody advertising your event other than you? That is just so high and mighty. Uh, Andrew tweets and says, Brooke Lopez sounds like the, the jolly green giant doing an impression of Tom Hardy's Bane. <laughs> That's it. I love that. I'm just Brooke. It's Brooke time, bitch. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a little more Groot, but I think I'm down. Was that more Groot? I am Groot. I, I am Groot. <laughs> I am Brooke. He kind of looks like Groot. I don't know. He does. He does. Rolo and him. It could be Groot twins. We got NFL odds and ends to get into coming up at uh, 745. Ken Barkley's going to be at 8. And then 815, the Seahawks got their guy. They've got their man. Mike McDonald, 36-year-old coach out of Baltimore, two-year D coordinator, and uh, defense was absolutely lights out and stout. And when you shut down a Shanahan offense one time in a season, buddy, you got to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That was my takeaway. One of my big takeaways from that hire was the noise around it. We'll talk about that coming up uh, at 8.15. So yesterday we had Gundy on, and he brought up an interesting point. I thought, okay, I'll talk about this tomorrow. Portland wins. They're 15-33. and 33. They've been playing better, more watchable basketball as of late, so I think most of us that watch their games appreciate it. You know, here's the down part. Right now, and I think Tom Haverstrow said this on the broadcast, uh, the Blazers' projection right now says Golden State is going to be the 10th pick in the draft by the odds. Mm, okay. Portland gets that pick. Yes, they do. Portland also has their own pick this year. And what's fascinating to me is... It, many think this is the right thing. Like, hey, get past Dame, uh, blow it up, do the full rebuild thing. I think in most years that's spot on, and it doesn't mean that this year means it's not. But what I've noticed is this year's draft is poo-poo. It is a poo-poo platter where the number one pick might be a player nobody's talking about right now. Uh, there's a kid, uh, what's the kid in Colorado? Cody Williams out of Colorado has made some noise. Kid in Kentucky's made some noise. Olivier Saar, like, you know, you got the the Brazilian kid and you got some G League, Ron Hollins of the world. It's it's not a very th highly thought of draft, Schultze. And it just so happens to be year one of our rebuild where draft capital in most instances matters and can help you. And I'm not saying Portland can't go find a gem. I've I've been on the record. I think the game's too international. For the for a draft to be truly bad, it can be bad at the top, but I'm never surprised if there's a second round guy, late first round guy that didn't get quite the hype and ends up, you know, blossoming into something. It just sucks that the first year they're doing this ends up being probably the worst, the second worst draft in 24 years. Well, you know, we always hear the argument that the Blazers know how to acquire assets. They know how to stock up on future assets to, you know, keep well, the future bright. And yeah. and unfortunately, in years like this, it kind of kind of falls upon deaf ears because, well, who are you going to go get? Well, I, I think the other part of this is, and it's the conversation part, is many of us, I'll put myself, you know, raising my hand, I thought this was an easy trade Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe move Jeremy Grant if you get a nice deal. And all the intel is that they're not looking to do that. Now, a sweetheart deal comes. I'm sure Joe Cronin will take it, probably eyeing a young prospect more so than draft capital. But that's what kind of hamstrings you a little bit. Not that they need to be in a rush to trade Malcolm Brogdon. 
he, by all accounts, seems like he's working really well in the locker room. The young guys look up to him. He's got a great working relationship with Chance. Like, he likes it here. He's not in a hurry to leave. Also, moving sucks, even for guys that aren't actually packing the boxes. And it still sucks. It's a process. We might have Malcolm Brogdon on this team the full year. He could be on a Blazers in the summer. We could have Malcolm Brogdon going into next year and saying, okay, now he's an expiring, and it's the Cooper flag draft. This draft is supposed to be infinitely better than 2024, and so it it, it kind of in a weird way, it doesn't have to stop how you operate mm-hmm. in the rebuild, but it does change the way you think about that process. At least that's what it feels like to me reading what we know or hearing what we know about the way they're viewing their veteran guys that we know long-term are not for long here. Malcolm maybe not in a rush to be traded because what are you going to give us? A pick this year? Mm-hmm. This draft sucks. It's always based on the market, right? You're, you're dealing with what you can get back at that particular time. You're always hoping you can get the best deal, but that changes from year to year. Case in point, if draft assets aren't as valuable because nobody's coming out that anybody wants, well, what the hell are you going to go do? And at that point, you know, if nobody's talking to you for draft assets, <laughs> I also look at the Blazers looking at guards and smaller forwards, putting them at the four as maybe a problem uh, for trying to deal with other teams because not every other team out there, even if they're looking for like an extra piece, likes to have four guards on the roster. So I feel like Malcolm Brogdon immediately becomes more valuable in Portland than he does to other teams. Jeremy Grant in the same regard because he's that smaller forward, but Portland loves those guys. He becomes more valuable to Portland in that regard. But also, if you look at the current landscape of the NBA coming up with the trade deadline here soon, who really needs, you know, a, a true 20-plus point-a-game point guard right now and a starting small forward in the NBA? Not many teams. We're, we're looking at maybe some pieces. That Milwaukee gonna... could use a Matisse. They could use a they Matisse, could use Thibel, a Matisse yeah. but they don't need a Malcolm Brogdon or a Jeremy Grant. And I don't think, I mean, if you're the Blazers and you're not selling any of these assets because you're not getting that young Scotty Barnes piece back or three first-round picks that you're not sure going to be valuable, then... Then, yeah, Matisse might be an option that you could trade, but there's just no way, as we heard at the beginning of the season, oh, you know what? Jeremy and Malcolm are gone. There's no way that you can trade them and expect max value back. You do understand what Joe Cronin is doing here. He's trying to set the franchise up to to, to just not get built, and right now the market just isn't there for either guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at the West, there's teams like Dallas, Sacramento, you know, the Lakers are kind of desperate in this category. Golden State, I'm not really sure. Steve Kerr came out yesterday and said, we're not going to find guys more talented than Gary Payton II and Chris Paul. I mean, do, do the Lakers have enough money to replace Jeremy Grant, you know, or to replace well, that's Ru- the thing Rui Hachimura is, with Jeremy Grant? They don't. No, but they also so. don't have the assets for it. Rui exactly. Hachimura wouldn't make a lot of sense for this team, nor is that the most amazing player, and they don't have a lot of draft capital. Exactly. So, you know, that's the thing is the market's not great. And for Sacramento to get a Jeremy Grant, it might take two firsts and a Keegan Murray. or a, And I just don't think the Kings are ready to do something like that. I think that would be uh, a bit much for him. So the landscape of the 24 draft kind of dictating the terms a little bit here. And it's not to say Portland hasn't thought about this or already viewed it uh, on a big board and said, OK, this isn't exciting. It's just to kind of point out like how what we thought at the beginning of the year was going to happen has now suddenly morphed into Oh, no, this is the team for the year, potentially. Now, again, we'll wait to see. The deadline's looming. Teams can get desperate. 
but all the intel is that Portland is not moving off Malcolm uh, or Jeremy. Let's pivot out of basketball. Dame's return back. Selfish Brooke Lopez. Dame reflecting on his time in Portland. The emotions that people have had today. We've talked a lot about it. Let's go to some NFL odds and ends. Crunch time next on The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. With memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. I want to get to some NFL odds and ends. Ken Barkley's going to join us of You Better You Bet, the BetQL Network at 8. What's he gambling on this week? How much of it is uh, Super Bowl-related versus taking the week off from the old football game? And uh, Seahawks get their guy, Mike McDonald. We'll talk about that. Big games for the Ducks and Beavers in college hoops last night. I saw lines out the door at Northwestern for Caitlin Clark. Coming to Northwestern last night, becoming the Big Ten all-time leading scorer. And the second all-time scorer in NCAA history. Yeah, the uh, the cheapest ticket for Northwestern women's basketball with Caitlin Clark in town, $300. That's more expensive than a Portland Trailblazers ticket. I, That's crazy. I hope she's getting all the monies in the NIL because she deserves it. She's everywhere she goes. There are lines out of the the arenas to watch her play basketball. I've seen her in at least two or three national commercials, so she's doing great. Oh, she's cleaning up, yeah. uh, and I love that she came back to college. I'm trying to find a Caitlin Clark jersey for my daughter, actually. Oh, I, that's awesome. Yeah, I want I want to get her one. Um, let's go to the NFL. I I don't think there's, I don't know how both of these are true, but they they kind of are. Is there anything more important, but also more boring, than when your team hires? the coach slash coordinator of one side of the ball, and it's somebody who you have no idea is good or bad at it? I mean, I don't think it's boring. I think you immediately start to question, like, well, who is this guy? Because I feel like that's what Oregon did with Dan Lanning. Not an NFL example, but plucking guys out of obscurity is always fascinating for me because all the coverage is, you know, usually ESPN's Adam Schefter or, or some insider has a list of these eight names that are being interviewed. And it's fascinating to me when these guys come out of nowhere, when we know nothing about them. Usually they've got something and we all find out what it is that, like, Pretty quickly. Well, so. the Titans are starting a new operation with Brian Callahan yeah. of Callahan Auto. <laughs> Just got my car repaired down at Callahan Auto, <laughs> baby. $800 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, but he he picked the D.C. for his team. The Tennessee Titans' new defensive coordinator is Denard Wilson, DB coach of the Ravens. And that's what I'm talking about is, like, how massive a hire that is. But also, uh, is he is he going to be a good D coordinator DB's coach, sure, the Ravens were fine in the secondary. Will that translate? I don't know, but it's also the Ravens, so I think most people just lean yes. I think that's the thing about all of these guys is how unproven they are. Mike McDonald's 36. He was a coordinator for two years. But he also might be one of the best hires of the of the offseason for anybody. Callahan in Tennessee. I, I mean, he had Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and – Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. He had some weapons to operate that offense with. He also, I believe, wasn't calling the plays. I believe he was scheming, but Zach Taylor was calling plays. So is he going to be amazing? Am I going to see the Bengals offense in Tennessee? 
all of these hires are important, but it's ha- it's hard to have a real read if they're if they're truly great hires, good hires. You can feel good about a hire. That doesn't mean it's a good hire, and that's that's the interesting part of all of this is picking guys that are either just positional coaches or really young with small glimpses of flash. And Tennessee's going to do that with Denard Wilson and Brian Callahan. Again, it might be the right move, but it's kind of a wait-and-see type deal so much as like, here's the hot take. Denard's amazing. I mean, I'm sure you're going to find players that rant and rave about Denard Wilson in Baltimore. We'll see what he's like as a coordinator. Uh, The Philly news is interesting to me. Have you seen the Philly news? Uh, the no, not not recently, which oh. is bad because I'm I'm doing sports updates, so I hope I didn't miss anything. No, no breaking news, Schultz. Okay. It's loud. It is loud in Philadelphia, PA, right now. The rumblings are Sirianni had to get new coordinators, and some believe he was kind of strong armed into that, probably by Howie Roseman. Yeah, bringing in Kellen Moore recently, yeah. yes, sir. New uh, new OC. There's a report out that the Eagles are ready for Bill Belichick in the off chance the Sirianni thing doesn't work. And I have an opinion on this, and I have for quite some time. The Florida coach falls into this category. If you're going into the year and, like, your fan base and the local media and maybe even you are generally not feeling amazing about your coaching situation or putting it on, like, a win or get out, I tend to believe it it doesn't work well usually in those spots and when I when you hear rumblings and noise that like the next guy could be up before the guys even come out for the next year eh, I don't have the most confidence in that situation it makes me kind of question everything like you're already looking at the next coach but you you want to keep this coach I okay good luck Jerry Jones and Dallas same thing McCarthy Mm -hmm. and every it sounds like Dan Quinn's coming back Okay, well, if you if you lose in the division round again, he's firing him, right? Yeah. Okay. It's just it's it's a weird, it's a weird game owners and and college football programs play is the backing of a coach when we all kind of know like it's hey it's win now or or you're gone and if you don't win enough now, that still isn't good enough. You'll be gone. I. I never really feel great about that situation. Well, Philly in general, I mean, look at the last five to seven years there. It's been a tumultuous spot to be a head coach. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl win. Up two years later, you're not doing good enough. I get the need for immediate success in the NFL, but you cannot ever convince me that two years removed from winning a Super Bowl, it makes the most sense for your franchise to move on from its head coach. And so from there, you go to Sirianni, and I don't know if it's the owner meddling, if Sirianni's a bad head coach, if that... I don't know which one is leading to this issue, but anytime that you hear about other options being thrown out there in case this guy's bad, you just need to cut, cut bait and just move on then. I don't get why they just don't fire Sirianni if they're having these discussions... Why Why hold the guy on a hook? Is he, as you just said, there's really not a great history of success with those guys being told, win now or you're gone. And Philly, though, seems to live on that whole whole, whole mentality of, this is how we want to win. We're going to put pressure on you. Well, they're a miserable fan base. They're never happy about anything. It's the Yankee way, right? I mean, it, yeah. There's a lot, I mean, East Coast people tend to be more passionate and a little more ridiculous about this stuff than us out in the West Coast. And... It's it. Philly's no different than any other. If not, it, they're maybe the loudest of all of them. Uh, real quick, Ryan Clark, 
maybe potentially eyeing a Pittsburgh uh, Russell Wilson relationship. Good luck. Steelers with Russell Wilson? Yeah. Do anything for anybody? Maybe. Okay. Tomlin's offenses haven't been amazing since, you know, he had the triple Bs there. But he hasn't, yeah, yeah, hasn't had a quarterback since then. I, so. I'm well aware of that, but their offense was historically bad, which is why he fired Mike Canada last year during the season. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and said, hey, Jordan, you're starting a it's team extreme. with... extreme. I wouldn't put a gun to your head. Well, thank you. Yeah. But but if you said you're starting a team with either Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback or Russell Wilson... Come on. <laughs> Don't say what you're going to say. <laughs> or, or, or Kenny Pickett you're or taking Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, hey, come yeah. on. It's But obvious. you got that contract now, so... And uh, it's just starting this year. It's a five-year deal. Well, I know Mike Tomlin as opposed to... Uh, I know Sean Payton didn't put up with it either, but the whole Mr. Unlimited stuff would not fly. So so I guess it's really, can you get Russell Wilson to play your game? And if no coach in the NFL can get Russell Wilson to come in and, and act how they want him to act without having an office, without being the guy and Mr. Unlimited and, and let's ride, then, yeah, I don't, I don't think any coach is going to want him. Got an NFL coach writing a book about his uh, porn addiction. We've got great audio from one of the legendary radio hosts and Mike McDonald hired as the coach of the Seahawks. Uh, we're going to kick off the final hour with Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet and the BetQL Network. Uh, but that was Crunch Time brought to you by Crunch Fitness with memberships as low as nine ninety nine a month. Find Crunch at Crunch.com. Hour number three, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 